The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Vincent. I'm your host. It is Wednesday, July the 14th, and on today's episode, we'll be ripping through some team MVPs on the NFC side of things. If you want to check out the AFC version of that podcast, it's in the feed right now, along with a Monday mailbag. Tuesday's show is the AFC Team MVPs. Good chatter with some, uh, some Chargers chatter, a little Browns talk. Somehow didn't mention the Bengals. Amazing. And uh, coming up later, franchise tag extension deadline reaction. Rolls right off the tongue. <laughs> Should be a ton of action, too, with all the franchise tag extension deadline reaction. What do you think, Ryan Wilson and John Breach? What's up, boys? Hey, hey, and hey. Brenton, if you could hit me or Wilson with a franchise tag, who would you pick? Ooh. That's a good question. Uh, probably you, Breach. What? And you give Wilson dare- the long-term deal? Yeah. Barely. If you could hit me or Breach, who would you hit? <laughs> Breach, still. Um, no, the reason I would hit you with a franchise tag, Breach, is so it's look at the Buccaneers, right? They had Chris Godwin, and they had a guy like Shaq Barrett. You're kind of like a Chris Godwin, Breach. I could see you secretly being a huge pain in the ass to negotiate with and <laughs> demanding more money. And so by when I hit you with a franchise tag, I just go and go to Wilson. I'm like, hey, Wilson, let's just work out a long-term deal that'll make you more more rich than richer than breach. Just let's hammer out these negotiations. And Wilson would be like, sounds good. Let's do it. Wilson would sign. You wouldn't even have to write the number down. He would just trust you. That's what I'm saying. Like Wilson, and I could work out a deal. I wouldn't trust you to work out a deal. You'd be, you'd be you, I we'd have the parameters in place. You'd come back and stab me in the back with some mm-hmm. offer from like to be a like an Instagram dude for Barstool or something like that. For for the Bengals. Yeah. Or you'd be like, the, Bengals the, team site, the Bengals team site offered me a raise over what you initially the offered. The Bengals me. offered me a chance to be the guy with the hot dog launcher and shoot right. it into the crowd. Yeah, exactly. And I so yeah, you'd figure out a way to uh to hose me on that. Uh and by the way, after you get done listening to this episode, you know what you should do? What? You should go and check out all things covered. Friend of the podcast, Brian McFadden, and of course, his cuz Patrick Peterson, a fantastic show that they do, part of the CBS Sports Podcast family. And this week, they are chatting up, or Beanback is chatting up, his former coach, Steelers legend, and NC State legend, Bill Cower. Coach Cower discusses his upcoming Hall of Fame induction, the Steelers' 2005 Super Bowl run, and if he'll ever return to the sidelines. I wonder 
if BMAC asked him about the famed white shoe defense. When his days back in Raleigh. I think he was on the same team as Chuck Amato, actually. Anywho. There's no way they're the same age. I'll look it up. Download and follow All Things Covered wherever you find this podcast. BMAC and Patrick Peterson doing great. Great work. White shoes defense. That's uh so we're gonna start with my um I guess we're gonna start with my MVP, but since I'm looking at the white shoe defense, why don't we start with breaches instead? Oh, we're gonna start with mine. Yeah. So when we did the AFC list on Tuesday, we, we were picking one NFC team for an MVP and one player out of the AFC for an MVP. And my goal was not to pick two quarterbacks. <clears throat> like some people did here because the quarterbacks were sweet. So I picked a non quarterback in the AFC, but I'm going with a quarterback in the NFC and I'm going with Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think that Ryan Fitzpatrick could have a huge year in Washington. We've never really seen him play a full season for a really good team. And you look at Washington, this team disastrous quarterback situation last year. I think they started four different guys, but they still won their division. They still made the playoffs. And if they can just get somewhat competent quarterback play, uh, this team could easily win the NFC East. And so I feel like they're going to get that from Fitzpatrick. And I think that, uh, you know, obviously that defense is rock solid, one of the best in the NFL. But I think if Washington is good in 2021, it's going to be because Fitzpatrick is their MVP. Did, um, just to be clear. Breach said, I'm not the type of person that's going to pick quarterbacks to be the MVPs because that's obvious and easy and then promptly picked a quarterback. Did that I happen? No, no. Two, I said two quarterbacks on both shows. Our AFC show where we picked one AFC player from one team. I did not pick a quarterback. I was so wrong he, about Cower. He wasn't on that defense. I was going to say, check him out. It must be older. So, Breach, it's funny you mentioned they had uh, numerous starting quarterbacks last year. So, Dwayne Haskins obviously didn't work out. Alex Smith, uh, Kyle Allen, and Taylor Heineke. And it actually took me back to the 2018 season. Can you name the starting quarterbacks in 2018 on that Washington football team? Alex Smith was a starter, but three other players played. That was the year Alex Smith got hurt. Seriously. Three other quarterbacks started that year and one name popped in my head. I want to double check. Do you guys remember who started in 2018? I was doing the math. After Alex Smith went down in 2018, 10 games in, uh, six games remaining, three quarterbacks started those six games. Can you guys remember who they were? For Washington. Colt McCoy is yes. absolutely one of them. Yes. Um, one came over from, or I can't remember the the timeline. Because I remember one big debate about why won't Washington sign Colin Kaepernick because they were just p- plucking people out of. Oh, well, Mark Sanchez. Yeah, Mark Sanchez, Sanchez started the game. And then the other, either before this or after this, I can't remember the timeline. He went, he he starred. In oh, one oh of, I know who it is. It's, um, it's uh, Josh Freeman. Close. Josh Johnson. Josh Johnson. Well done. He stu- I can't remember if it was before or after he started one of the developmental leagues, but that's why yep. maybe that's why he got a shot. Or the, maybe that's- the Kaepernick thing is what got Sanchez and Josh Johnson going for me. Because I remember people were like, they're starting Mark Sanchez in 28, the year of our Lord, 2018. Like, so 2018 and 2020, they had eight quarterbacks, uh, two of which are Alex Smith, but still, uh, that's a lot of quarterbacks to go through. So to breach his point, Ryan Fitzpatrick, if he's able to play and they don't pull him like he did last, like they did last year, Miami brings some stability, even though that stability can be sort of crazy when Ryan Fitzpatrick starts Ryan Fitzpatrick in and chuck the interceptions. But I think you get more good than bad. He's an upgrade over what they've had now that Alex Smith is retired and, and sort of coming off that injury. And, and I do think, I don't know if it's a slam dunk. They win the division, but I think he goes a long way in helping that 
especially since that defense is so incredibly good and it takes the pressure off the offense. I even made fun of Breach for picking the quarterback, the, taking the easy path, taking the, the easy route, being the lazy guy to pick the quarterback. But you know what? I don't even hate it because <laughs> when Ryan Fitzpatrick announced, when they announced that they were signing Ryan Fitzpatrick, I rushed to the window on this podcast to bet the Washington football team to win the division at four and a half to one. I think it's actually a good choice. It, it seems insane to suggest that Ryan Fitzpatrick is that big of an upgrade for any team. Because he's Ryan Fitzpatrick, and he's—I mean—he's older than he might have been on the White Shoes defense with Chuck Amato. Like he's—he's yeah. he's older than Bill Cowher, more, 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 more than likely. But if Washington just gets the one concern I have is that Alex Smith gave him this high floor at the position, and I worry that Fitzpatrick maybe won't be as even keeled as he was for Miami. At but you're getting more highs than you're getting with Alex Smith, with for sure, for sure. Way, yeah, 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 way more highs, but way lower lows. Is uh, I don't know how much lower. Like I think we'll see, but I, I feel like he's sort of leveled out in his old age, where he's not quite as, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like to make a bunch of crazy erratic. Erratic's a good a good word. Yeah, Variable. Quite, yes, to to be like wildly erratic for long stretches. Yeah, maybe so. That would be a bonus, I think, for Washington if he was if he ended up being. Well, and you look at his last four seasons; he's finished with. Way more touchdowns and interceptions, which obviously every quarterback wants to. But when you're talking about Fitzpatrick, that's not a given that you're going to get. Like uh, 2016, he had 12 touchdowns and 17 interceptions with the Jets. Obviously, you're not going to winning be winning if your quarterback is throwing picks at that kind of rate. Um, I, I just think that this team is going to be good. And the thing is, if he goes full Fitzpatrick, then Ron Rivera is going to call up to the booth, talk to the offense coordinator and say, all right, we're going to run the ball on the next 40 plays. I don't care what you call. It can be a, a pitch. It can be a flea flicker uh, that will get Ryan out of throwing these interceptions. But they have the running backs. Antonio Gibson's so good. Uh, we saw J.D. McKissick uh, really come along last year. And so it feels like that if he starts to fall apart, this offense can still work so that he can kind of work his way through uh, if he falls into a funk or something like he always does because he's Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I don't know if they have all the... I don't know if the running back class, I mean, that stable running backs is great, but yeah, they, they have some guys that can help. I don't know if you guys you can lean on. They ain't the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I, Antonio Gibson is a stud. Yeah, but I mean, J.D. McKissick isn't a runner per se. They have Peyton No, Barber. but J.D. McKissick is, I mean, do you know who? But for the idea is to get the ball out of Ryan Fitzpatrick's hand, J.D. McKissick doesn't solve that problem unless you're, you're, you're going to let him throw a bunch of short passes. Well, that's, that's what you do. You say, all right, Ryan, we're going to throw it, but you got to check down. But they had Peyton Barber, they had Lamar Miller, um, and they drafted Jared, Jared Patterson, who's sort of a J.D. McKissick type. Do you um, that's, I, just, that's just quibbling. Not... I mean, J.D. McKissick, I want to say J.D. McKissick might have led the league led the league in running back targets last year. <laughs> that yeah, that had... was my trivia on, I think, Mailbag Monday? I think it was Mailbag Monday. Oh, yeah, okay, you did say that. Okay, I was, I was, I was like, somebody told me something about <laughs> J.D. McKissick and, and targets. Brent about to steal it. <laughs> No, I was, I was rushing to look it up on Stathead. Is that right? He had the most targets? I think he had the second most receptions behind Kamara. Behind Kamara, who had 89 or something like that. And again, yeah. that defense is one of the best in the league, if not the best. So I, I think they're in good shape. Do you guys yeah. want a Ryan Fitzpatrick fun fact? Do I have a choice? Sure. No, you really don't. I guess right. you don't. Uh, only three active quarterbacks have won at least two games in every season since 2008. Can you name the three quarterbacks? Since 2008. So that's Tom Brady because he didn't play in 08. So you're counting after 08. Is that right? No. 08 counts. Oh, so not Tom Brady. Brady's not on the list. So how many? Two? 
Two games. Two. How many quarterbacks? Every single season since 2008, and there are three quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is on the list. Roethlisberger isn't because he missed 2019 or whatever that was. Uh, let's see. Who else is the old quarterback? Phillip Rivers? Phillip Rivers is not in the NFL anymore. I didn't know if we're counting just through last season. Oh, we're, not, we're all counting active players. Active, gotcha. What was the question? Oh, Still also you, Drew Brees, but he retired also. So right, him and Rivers gotcha. cannot are not active. So Ryan Fitzpatrick, Aaron Rodgers, and probably Carson Wentz. Princeton, the question is, only three quarterbacks have won two or more games in every season since 2008. Can you Matthew, name all three? Matthew, 2008? You just said Carson Wentz? Oh, Matthew Stafford wasn't drafted until 2009, so it's not him. I was joking. It was, it was a Debo thing. Uh, sorry, I was Jeez, calm down. Good Lord. Um, Who's the last one? Chase Daniel? Yeah, Chase. Ryan's already got two of the three, but one of them was a given because that was part of the fun fact was Ryan Fitzpatrick. Has so Nick Aaron Foles Rogers done it? And Ryan Fitzpatrick. What about Nick Foles? When was he drafted? I think he's, he hasn't been in the league that long. Not he was Nick 2012. Foles. Was he? God, yeah, he was by the Eagles. Drafted by the Eagles. I remember the uh, Seahawks took Russell and then the Eagles had to settle for Nick Foles. Feels like he's been in the league for 20 Since years. Since 2008? Yes. Man, that's a tough one. Um, Do you want a hint? Matt, Matt Schaub retired, so it's not him. Uh, what's the hint? Uh, Matt Ryan? Yeah, I thought, oh. Ryan, I thought Ryan was going to say it because he said Matt, and his name's Ryan. And Matt just Matt 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 yeah. And Brinson got it. It is Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. He was drafted in 2008. Joe Flacco. He, Joe Flacco is an it, which is interesting. Joe Flacco hasn't won two. I guess he, he's missed time with uh, – he had an ACL one year. All, All right. right. Well done. Great job, Breach. That fun fact came from Reddit. Thank you, Reddit. I stole this fun fact from somebody. Well, no, if I stole, it, I wouldn't have told you told you that part. That's that's fair. Uh, all right, <laughs> let's, uh, let's take a break, and we'll get to Wilson's and my team MVPs. But yeah, we I, mean, I think we agree. The Washington football. By the way, uh, before we do that, actually, the oh. Washington football team is going to come up with a new name. Oh yeah, twenty early twenty twenty two. Do we know what the have any hint of what they might be leaning towards? Breach. Um, we know, not going to not going to point or be involved in any way with Native American culture, right? So it's not so, going to be the Warriors. Yeah. They eliminated the Warriors, and then let's not forget that back in April they sent out a big uh, survey to fans and asked them to vote on the name. And that survey had thirty different options to choose from. Um, the Red Hawks. I can give you a couple of those names if you want them. Yes. The Washington Ambassadors, the Washington Aviators, the Washington Brigade, Washington Guardians, Washington Monarchs, Washington Presidents, Washington Red Wolves, Washington Renegades, Washington D.C. Football Club, DCFC, or Washington Capital City Football Club, CCFC, Washington Wild Hogs. Uh, <laughs> you know what? We talked about this, I think, also on the Monday Mailbag uh, podcast that a lot of the mascots in the NFL aren't that menacing. Maybe Wild Hogs would be a, among the top of the list of menacing names if that's I don't, the, I don't hate the Wild Hogs. Uh, I like I would I wouldn't mind if it's Wild Hog, I want like a crazy surfer hog who's like who has like pink hair and like wears weird glasses and is like surfer? Like, yeah like tries to act like super hip. So because he's like, actually like, wild. Yeah oh, like, 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 like wild and crazy. Yeah exactly. Not like maybe, not like wild like feral wild. I want like yeah like oh hey Tim bro Oh, like a Spicoli hog. Yes, I want a Spicoli hog. I want a hipster hog. How about that? The Washington hipster hogs. <laughs> I would buy all the gear for that team. Wait, 
We have gone off the rails. What if All people right, know what Spicoli along. hogs? I wonder if people know what Spicoli hogs are. They probably don't. I don't think I want. I don't think I want to say I want a Spicoli hog anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we should edit that out. Let's take a break, and we come back. What Panthers player might be the key to unlocking a big season for Carolina? The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Now you would think, when I say the Panthers, and I say MVP, you say Sam Darnold. Uh, uh, uh. I'm going to agree instead, I think, with uh, Tyler Sullivan, whoever wrote the NFC MVPs. I'm going to say Brian Burns. Brian DiArto wrote it. The uh, irony yeah. is that you picked a guy named Brian, and Brian wrote it. That's right. Uh, I'm going to agree with uh, DiArto, who's at that point, you know, when you're doing these articles, you're sort of trying to find somebody who's not the quarterback. I'm going to say it's Brian Burns. I think Burns, the former number one, uh, former first-round pick for the Carolina Panthers, he's taking him in 19th overall. Wilson, huge fan of his coming out of Florida State, explosive pass rusher. And I think, you know, for as much as Sam Darnold is important, like Sam Darnold has to work out for the Panthers to be any like remotely good at all this year. And if Darnold stinks, they're probably going to stink. But I think Burns is a chance to make this defense actually average to maybe a little bit above average with all the players that they've added on there. And if he if he takes a leap forward and becomes a defensive player of the year type of candidate, then Carolina's, I think, going to little bit more of a chance in this division than people are giving them credit for. I think that, oh gosh, I'm trying to think. They have so many good young players in that defense that I feel like maybe they can make the jump. Phil Snow, yeah, he's still the defense coordinator. They drafted J.C. Horn, so that'll help. Uh, Brian Burns will help him, I, I should say. Um, they drafted Keith Taylor as a long cornerback. I don't know. I Like I like Brian Burns, Derek Brown's a grown man, Gross Matos, Shaq Thompson, Denzel Perryman. I think this is his first year. Is that right? They signed him in the offseason? Sam Reddick, does he knew as well? Yep. Yeah. So I mean, they have some sort of uh, older guys at the linebacker position who, who were who were athletes when they were coming out of college. Jeremy Chin, of course. On paper, I mean, this defense feels like it should be like B minus, but last year they were D plus probably. So, um, but again, the, your defense could be as good as you want if Sam Donald is, is struggling. It, it won't matter. I thought the defense, I thought the Panthers were surprisingly good last year, kind of given their expectations. You look at their, you know, they're kind of middle of the pack as far as points surrendered, yards surrendered. Um, but they be, they were better than I thought they would be. And I think they're only going to get better. And I actually agree with Brenton. If Brian Burns has a saw, he's going to make, if he's good, he's going to make the rest of the defense better. And so, you know, you might have the first few weeks of the seasons where Sam Darnold and, uh, the rest of that offense, they're just trying to gel together, trying to make things work. So if the offense kind of gets off to a slow start, uh, you need the defense to step up. 
And, and so I don't think it's that crazy to have a defensive player in this spot for the Panthers, and especially because they lost a lot of close games last year. Uh, you know, I remember the opener against the Raiders, um, which was a crazy game, and Vegas won 34 to 30. And then there was uh now I'm going down a list. They had three three losses by th- four points or less. And, and so it feels like they were only a player or two away in each of those games from being, you know, eight and eight or nine and seven instead of five and eleven. So yeah, I think Brinson, I, I actually begrudgingly agree with you. Yeah, they ranked oh, yeah, 20, Wilson. They ranked twenty-fourth in uh, value per play among all defenses last year. Just behind the Cowboys, which isn't doesn't make you feel really good, but they were ahead of the Browns mm-hmm. and, and the Patriots, and they were in the twenties in both versus the run and the pass. So clearly, they have to get better at that. And Sam Darnold has to help on the other side of the ball. But yeah, Brian Burns uh, is going to be a huge part of that. And yeah, as you I mean, out, you're like Brian Burns. dealing with Jameis Winston slash Taysom Hill, Tom Brady, and Matt Ryan. And if you don't bring those guys down and get some pressure on them, those teams are probably going to light you up. So I think Should we just call him Jameis Hill or. Taysom Winston, just to save the look. Taysom? So you don't have to say both names. Yeah. I, I sort of like tame, uh, Taysom Winston better, but I think there's more likely that Jameis. Like this, finish. everybody on the host right now, it's Will Wilson with Breach. <laughs> Will Wilson. Uh, oh, we got a snort out of it. That's all that matters. <laughs> all that matters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. What, uh, what about you, Wilson? How about your team MVP? Well, Breach said he doesn't like people who pick two quarterbacks in, in both episodes. And I sort of didn't pick a quarterback in this episode because I'm going with Jordan Lowe and the Packers. We don't know what position he plays, uh, and there's a chance he may not play. Now, obviously, I'm assuming that Aaron Rodgers uh, is not going to be there. I'm still at 5%, as I was in the last podcast and as I have been for most of the offseason. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers said he'll let us know in a few weeks what his plans are, which is sort of – I don't know why you would just say – if you're playing for the your team, you're just like, yeah, I will be there ready to go. You don't say, I'll, I'll let you know a couple weeks. So anyway, Jordan Love, first-round pick a couple years ago. I think Jordan Love is probably part of the reason the Packers are where they are now with Aaron Rodgers. The team traded up to get him, didn't draft a, core, a wide receiver. We've talked about this thousands of times in a really deep 2020 draft class, and they didn't take a wide receiver in 2021 until the third round uh, and felt, filled other needs that, that fans and Aaron Rodgers, I'm sure, felt weren't quite as important. So Jordan Love is critical to any success the Packers are going to have. We know that one of Brinson's Bud Light ice cold takes are that the Minnesota Vikings, with or without Aaron Rodgers, are beating the the Green Bay Packers to win that division. Uh, I think it's a long shot for a, a Brinson. I don't know if you have the odds in front of you. A long shot for the Packers to win, maybe off. I don't know if they've said uh, to win the division with Jordan Love. Um, but that said, I, I think maybe Jordan Love can be surprising. He's a really he's a great athlete coming out of Utah State. Um, strong arm, struggled with decision-making his last year for various reasons, but we'll see if a year in the system served him in the way that it served Aaron Rodgers, uh, what was that, 16, 16 years ago when, when he was drafted and uh, as sort of they're moving on from Brett Favre. The uh, Packers are the favorite to win the division, minus 120 still. Wow. So That's what we were saying on that podcast is don't bet on – there we go. If you think oh, right. Aaron Rodgers yeah, is going to play, or then you should take the Packers now. If, if you, you think, think Aaron Rodgers is not going to play, you should wait on the Packers. You should take the Vikings now. If you think Aaron Rodgers is not going to play, that is correct. Or if you're like you, and you think they're going to win anyway. No, then you wait on the Vikings, because if Aaron Rodgers comes back, the Packers will be like minus 350, and the Vikings will be like 4-1 to one or something. I think you do both. I think you take I it think now. The, the craziest scenario would be if 
Rogers is like, you know what? I'm not going to show up for the first week or two at training camp. I'm going to see how this thing plays out. And then somehow Jordan Love just looks phenomenal those first two weeks. And all of a sudden, the Packers are like, all right, well, now do we trade Aaron? Do we make him sit out the season? Because we don't care. We, you know, like we've already budgeted for all the money we owe him. I thought you were going to uh, say, do they trade Jordan Love? In which case, Aaron Rodgers would promptly retire the moment <laughs> they trade Jordan Love. I mean, it's an interesting situation, but well, Ryan, I love that you're bold enough to pick an MVP who might not even play a single down this year. <laughs> but I mean, the thing about the MVP is that, as you kind of point out, Breach, and for to Wilson's point here, if if Jordan Love is good, he's going to be the MVP for the Packers. And I don't just mean for the Packers football team. I mean for the Packers front office. Because if he looks good early on, it completely changes the leverage point of the Packers in these negotiations with Aaron Rodgers. If Let me was- ask you this. Let's say Aaron Rodgers it was like Breach suggested is going to sit out for two weeks. And let's say uh, Jordan Love sets it on fire. Maybe even they play a preseason game and he goes crazy in the first quarter. Do you think that makes Aaron Rodgers want to come back just to be a thorn in the side of the Packers, like more likely to do so? Ooh, that's a good point. Because I feel like if Jordan Love struggles, Aaron Rodgers like, I'm out. Like, you have to pay me more money or whatever. Trade me. I'm not coming back. But if, if it looks like it could go... In the other direction, maybe Aaron Rodgers. You know what? I'm going to come back and just be a. Hey guys, uh, just uh, just be right there. Don't worry about it. Hey, I, just, I just heard you guys started trading camp. Oh, cool! <laughs> it's like August I love practice. You know what? I hate money. So <laughs> just give me all the practice and none of the money. That sounds great. But the fact that we're talking about this is even a possibility says to me that they need to move on from Aaron Rodgers. It doesn't make. Is it worth it? Is it worth the headache? Mm, yes. Yeah, it is. <laughs> the answer is yes. Yeah, because you want the Super Bowl. Well, and that's the thing is that this tells you how you how the Packers feel about Rodgers versus Love. Because remember, the Favre situation when Favre was like, "All right, I'm coming back. I'm going to show up for training camp." And the Packers had already seen Aaron Rodgers play, and they're you know because he'd been on the roster for a couple years, and they're like, "No, we're good with Rodgers. We're going to go ahead and trade you." And if they felt that Jordan Love was equal to Rodgers, you know, or close then I feel like they would be comfortable shipping off Rodgers. But clearly, uh, no one in that front office is ready to make the trade because if they go 6-11 and 11 with Jordan Love, then everybody in the front office looks like a bunch of idiots. So the Packers have their bye in Week 13, so it's not like Aaron Rodgers can sit out the first month of the season should they have a Week 5 bye. So they start at New Orleans where they play Taysom Winston. Detroit, you, you would imagine they win that game. That's a, a Monday night game. Good Lord, that might be tough to watch. There's no Aaron Rodgers. Jared Goff versus uh, Jordan Love. At San Francisco, I feel like they almost have to win that game because you don't want to go one and two and then face the Steelers. Have to win at San Francisco? I mean, that's not. Well, but what if you, I mean, that's the thing is, what if Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback and you start off one and three yeah. and then the chemistry blows up and everybody's like, well, if you would have been here the whole time, we would have won these games. You know, and then like he comes just, back and destroys the Bengals in week five at, in Cincinnati. <laughs> I mean, that would be classic. The Brett Favre uh, Hall of Fame train started against the Bengals in September 1992, so it would only be fitting that Rodgers gets his act together against the Bengals. I mean, those first four weeks are tough, man. I was saying that I'm assuming that Rodgers isn't there. I'm talking about it's a must-win game against the 49ers. If Jordan yeah, that's Love's what I was there. saying. Yeah, just the but pressure. If you're... So I mean, you can start one and two with Aaron Rodgers. Well, that's what I was saying. So, yeah, look, if, if you start one and three with Rodgers, it implodes because there's been all this drama, and they're like, if you, 
bro, if you would have showed up to start a training camp, we wouldn't be in this position. You let everyone down, and then all of a sudden, team chemistry is blowing up. And if you start one and three with Jordan Love, then the front office looks stupid for right. you know playing hardball with Aaron Rodgers. So the, the Packers cannot afford to get off to a bad start, is what it boils down to. And I, I I agree. Here's the thing: like you can blame Aaron Rodgers, but this is a function of some crazy sort of player management issues over the last two years with the draft and, you know, on some level cutting players that he wanted around or thought were worth having. And I get that even though Aaron Rodgers isn't the warm and fuzzy, I don't think he's necessarily completely in the wrong here. Agreed. Are you on team Rodgers? Um, I th- I'm sort of on team Jordan love, so I'm not completely on team Rodgers, but I'm, I'm not anti Rodgers. I'm, I'm fine with Rodgers doing what he wants to do. Are you on are you on team Packers front office? No. No. <laughs> I, I think they've the, the fact that they didn't draft a quarterback last year or a wide receiver last year is insane to me. The fact they waited till round three. I mean, I like Tamari Rogers, but it's just weird like what they've done in the draft and free agency the last few years. Yeah. It's um it's almost as if they were trying to move on from Aaron Rodgers, but weren't sure if they wanted to or needed yeah, to. Fell that way. Didn't know exactly how good he would be, and then he got pissed off and lit the world on fire and won the MVP. And now they don't know what to do. It's almost like that happened. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, look, if Jordan, Lo- jo- I mean, Jordan loves play this year could alter the futures of up to like 10 people, 10 different people in the Packers organization and you know, Aaron Rodgers, Brian Gutekunst, Mark Murphy. I mean, you know, Matt LaFleur, all of it. I mean, all of it's going to hinge on how Jordan love plays. It's pretty crazy. Cray Cray and the Bray Bray. Cray Cray. All right. That's it for the show. Thanks for watching. I didn't forget anything, did I? I'm, I'm sort of uh, snobby. No, good. Scatterbrained. Scatterbrained. Today. Classic Brinson. Classic Brinson. Uh, anyway, we'll be back uh, tomorrow. Franchise tag. Yes. Deadline. Negotiation. Reaction. <gasps> Can't wait. See you guys. CBS Tonight, TV's hottest show is Fire Country. I'm not a hero. I'm in orange for a reason. They're taking 12 months off your sentence. You're free. Lady. With a special epic season finale. Now that I'm out, I need something to get me up in the morning. You are a firefighter. Used to be. That will be unforgettable. In the name of your life's happiness, go get your girl. She's getting married tomorrow. Says, when do you let anything get in the way of what you want? The Fire Country season finale tonight, 9, 8 central on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.